This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little. Yo, 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 yo. Some get a little, and some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none. Spain, I got my guests here, Mr. Vincent himself from the Mr. Vincent podcast. What's up, my brother? Sir, I ain't nothing much, man. It's cool on a Sunday. It's a lot warmer than yesterday. Yo, it feels like it's like springtime <laughs> outside compared to yesterday. Right. I'm looking outside, even though the last couple of days was kind of sunny for the most part, but I could tell it feels, I could tell it feels like spring. I feel like opening up a window so badly right now because I'm like, damn, it was fucking freezing yes these past couple of days. Um, yeah, I, I went to Dunkin' earlier to get a um, iced coffee with just a hoodie on. I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> Yesterday you couldn't do this. Yo, I saw somebody. I saw a, um, a tweet that somebody was. Um, they someone's doing like a uh, GoFundMe for someone who went out to get iced coffee, double iced coffee, some bullshit down the street at Dunkin's and came back with frostbite in his fingers. Do you, I don't feel I don't feel bad for anybody like that. I can't I can't feel ba- I can't feel bad for you if you're putting yourself in positions like this. They, and, and and you can't even blame nobody but yourself. You can't. Yeah, man. You I, can't. I was not going anywhere yesterday. Didn't make any moves though. I had to go to work, but you know, at my job, the power went out and there that's all she wrote at that point. And now for example, the, the only thing that sucks is today is going to be, it may be a tough day for some people because depending on the pipe situation at their cribs, some pipes might've oh, burst. Yeah. Cause you know, that's a big, that's a 50 degree swing within less than 12 hours. Um, so to those who have, um, issues at home with the pipes, uh, my thoughts are with you. Cause I can't, I could only imagine how that's going to be annoying in the next few days. Um, but anyways, with all that being said, um, we talk about sports here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to lead off with talking about Mr. Tom Brady. He decided to retire once again on the same exact day he retired last year, which is on my birthday, which got me tight. <laughs> he took the limelight once again. And I want to say I'm a goat in my own respect. So I guess I could share the goat, the goats. Uh, like we could share the day, the day together, right? But still, it's a little disturbing because it's like it's not fair. I want to be able to enjoy my birthday. Every last year, I woke up, woke up, the ticker went crazy. You know, your your phone when you, when every every sports media app goes crazy, it's at the same time down the line, and you could forget about the birthday text I was getting. I was getting Brady updates the whole day. You feel me? And then I was like, damn, man, like, dude, I, I was shocked. Last year, I was shocked. I was more shocked last year than I am this year. This year, kind of had a, I had a feeling. I had a weird, weird feeling it was going to happen, um, especially when he gave an F-bomb to Jim Gray. He was like, if I fucking knew what I was going to do, I would fucking do it. I was like, all right, you got that. You got that. You got that, Brady. Um, but, yeah, um, Happy trails to the GOAT, by the way. Uh, the NFL will definitely look a little different without the 45-year-old man. But it's out with the old and with the new, in my personal opinion. And, you know, times have times have to move on without him. That's the way I'm looking at it, at, at least. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, I know you said that you were shocked this this year when it happened. Um, I was just, you know, I'm not even sure that he really retired. I'm, I'm not falling for it again. He played his last year, so just being like, I didn't even bother like doing a part about this. I didn't really part, like really bother like reacting on social media. I'm just looking at everybody's right, right. and everything. I'm just like, you know what? He played me last year. I'm not good. I'm not 100 percent sure that this is real. So I'm gonna wait until start of the season, 2023 season in September, to really be like, damn. Brady really retired. He called it a career. And I'm sure that that's not the way that he wanted to go out to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. losing like that in the uh, in the wild card round. Um, but at the same time, maybe just come um, to his own mortality. He wanted to, you know, go out before he, like, a big drop came in his game. Because I'm, I'm sure he would never want to go all the way Peyton Manning. Even if Peyton won a Super Bowl in his last season, we all know that that wasn't the real Peyton Manning that we were going to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over the years. Right. So I, I like the fact that he got to go up before we've seen any like drop in his game. That's significant. Uh, but at the same time, part of me is like, is this really real? I'm not quite sure. I mean, I I I believe I I believe he's done. Because um, sometimes it, for for someone to do it exactly the same day, and the way he made it seem like it was like the way he made it look was that if he just woke up that day, he walked on the beach, he was like, this is it. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't got nothing else to prove. You would have thought that maybe a few years ago he had nothing else to prove. He won when he won his seventh. You know what I'm saying? At that point, you probably would have been like, you know, you're done. Like, you did it. This is the perfect way to go out. And you were actually very damn good. You know, you were able to get your Don Elway moment, your, your Peyton Manning moment. But you decide, he, but he decided to come back. And I don't know if it's because he wanted to prove people wrong because it was a COVID chip, uh, which I don't, I don't take, you know, I, I think it's a little, I mean, it was a little bit easier for quarterbacks that year. I'm sure if we looked at the numbers, a lot of quarterbacks had their better seasons um, because there was no crowd noise, no, you get, you don't really get psyched out by the, the idea of like, you know, you could come back from games without worrying about hearing, you know, the audibles are here, easier to hear and all that stuff. Um, but I don't know if he had something to prove. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's because Aaron Rodgers won a uh, MVP and he wanted to find a way to get MVP off of Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Um, you know, he's a competitive guy, and um, I don't know if it was because the Saints won that division that year that they won the Super Bowl, and he was like, he wanted to prove that he can beat the Saints and win that division. Um, but I mean, with all that said, you know, he's has he's had one of the greatest careers we'll ever see in any sport. Period. You know what I'm saying? Like. You as a Patriot fan, you've been able to actually enjoy um, a lot of who of what he brought to the table, to the community, the the Patriots uh, fan base, and all that stuff. Um, what is one of your biggest memorable moments of him? I would say his performance in the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Yeah, um, you know, going against Legion of Boom and that full quarter. That full quarter comeback was crazy. I mean, and they get we really get some help courtesy of uh, Pete Carroll and them looking to throw the ball at the one yard line yeah, yeah. instead of giving it to Beast Mode. But but the, Brady put him in a great position. Um, that was that was a crazy performance because I'm sure at that point people thought that they were done for. Um, you can you can also go with the uh, 28 to three comeback against the Falcons, but that moment for me stand out. Tom a Tom Brady moment I would say against the uh, Seahawks. What is his fourth chip after they having that ten year gap? Right. The last one and, and the chip then. I'm gonna go with that one. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with um this I think the season after he tore his ACL, I wanna go with that because that could have been it. You know what I'm saying? Like 
it's not a memorable statistical moment, but it's just a memorable because we could dice his career up right in the middle. After 20, 2008, you could give the first half of his career from 2000, 2000 to 2008 to the, now the back half of his career, 2009 to now. And he was better with age, which is insane. So those two Super Bowls that you mentioned that he came back from, those were probably his most impressive important performances in any Super Bowl. Because um, obviously this, the Rams Super Bowl was kind of like a snooze, fa- snooze fest, uh, a couple grunk plays, and Edelman break. Um, I think Edelman broke the reception record, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the first. I mean the first Super Bowl that was like a collective team win, but that was the the, the beginning of his his reign of like being the comeback kid, um, and which was his nickname at one point before he became too old. <laughs> um, but I'm sure there's so many other he's he played for so long man it's like there has to be so many more and then he created like what the NFL didn't really have at one point he created a lot of um, rivalries that they don't have now like you know him and Peyton um, those were some great battles going against the Giants in the Super Bowl great battles um, Pittsburgh Steelers um, cause for, that's for, for those who don't know, they were actually a very damn good team for the better half of the 2000s and the 2010s. They were a good team. Um, and they were the team that most teams wanted to, to beat at the time because they were well put together. Um, they're not different. They're no different than the Packers where they did a, a, a lateral change from quarterback to quarterback and still became successful and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, he, he's, He's done a lot of different, a lot of great things in his career that will never happen again, in my personal opinion. Uh, the five, the the seven Super Bowls by one from one player probably will never get touched again. Maybe a journeyman. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> definitely not in my lifetime. I don't think. Yeah, I'll not probably not in our lifetime, unless Mahomes goes on a mad streak right now, which he could have. Mahomes could have could be looking at five in a row right now, for all we know. Like we, it, it, by by chance, he ran into some juggernauts that were like two Brady teams that kicked them out. Um, from one from contention and one in the actual Super Bowl, and then you know him losing. Um, him. I mean, obviously he won against uh, San Francisco, um, and then they lost to the Bengals last year, which was the team that we did not believe was going to be Cinderella. Um, but yeah, um, those that record. Probably will stand forever. Passing touchdowns, six six forty nine. That may stand forever as well. Um, passing yards may never get touched again. These are all his all time ranked like records. Like they're not going to get touched. He was he he knew what he was doing. He wanted to break those records, and deservedly so. He deserves them. He has a lot of postseason records, which definitely won't get touched as well. You have to be in the postseason a lot of times, which he was there twenty seasons out of his what twenty one. Like he, I think he missed one playoff season. Yeah, when he was healthy, like that was the year after they won the first championship. So, <laughs> so do you think that these records will not get broken, like the passing yards or uh, passing yards, uh, touchdowns? Because I think Mahomes have a chance to break those records, considering the way the games played. Because, like, like you talked about early on in his career, he was a quote unquote game manager, and so Mahomes off the rip, he's playing in a pass friendly league. 
So if he's relatively healthy, I think he'd probably break those records. The Super Bowls, though, that's going to be tough. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, the, the Super Bowl. He, he could probably get four, maybe five. That's the thing, though. Like, we try. I try to remind people how um, complicated it is to get to this point. Like, what Brady did with the Patriots, go to 10 of those. Was it 10 they went, the Patriots went to or well, nine? N- nine, with, nine with the Pats. Nine with the Pats. How many teams have gone nine times since we've been alive? Like, it's not – there's been teams that have gone, like, three or four times in our lifespan, but in, it all spread it out, you know what I'm saying? But nine times, bro? Like, And I think that sucks because – and that's not his fault or the Patriots. I think it just sucks because now that's the bar. Everybody's going to look at your quarter, your favorite quarterback and say, well, how many chips does he have? There's not a lot of quarterbacks that have a chip at all, and they're considered pretty damn good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many chips have you been to? It's, I think it's pretty hard to get there. <laughs> Don't get it fucked up, man. I mean, yes, the Patriots did that, but they had they had something that worked, and it worked for a long time, just like the San Antonio Spurs. It worked for a very long time. You could keep recreating the re- the wheel every single mo- every single season because you had the right pieces to make it make it work. But um, and of course, you know, people consider him unselfish for like taking cuts and this, that, and there. Which, let's be honest, the time in those times when Brady was in his prime, young prime, and his old prime, the dollar va- amount for a quarterback was not that substantial at all. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But it, but it's crazy that, that he's never been the highest paid quarterback ever. At one point in his career, in, in going back to what I was saying, that's you did that to yourself. That had nothing to do with the Patriots. It had nothing to do with him. It had more to do with the Patriots saying, "Hey, man, we want to get in Brandon. We need to get Brandon Cooks here from the Saints." You know what I'm saying? He's he's looking to possibly get paid. You know what I'm saying? Next season, can you take a mm-hmm. cut? Because we need to get some defensive players that we, you know, they were paying money to other positions in order for him to still be successful. But he was willing to say, you know what, for the sake of the team, sure. But then he started crying about it towards the end of his career because they were like looking forward ahead of for like they were looking forward. Now we got Garoppolo. Let's think about the future. You know what I'm saying? And then that's when he felt a little, you know, butthurt. He was like, damn, you guys don't want me no more. You don't want Grunk anymore. Like what? So he's like, you know what? I'm going to do y'all a favor now. Don't franchise tag me. I'm out of here at 40, 40 years old. <laughs> like it's kind of weird. You you never expect that to happen for somebody his age, for somebody who that great. I would throw him like you by off rip. Like these these teams now have no choice but to give thirty, forty, fifty dollars, fifty million a season. Mm-hmm. They have no choice because the quarter your quarterback is the reason why fans come to the stands. Not, not your freaking offensive lineman. That's making buku bucks. It's not your freaking running back. It's the quarterback. But the Patriots always had that mantra that it's a team orientated thing. It's like military esque, ran, and it's like in this in this part of the country, we we immortalize that. We're so fascinated by that whole. Oh my God! It's such do your jobs and this, that, and the third. I was hearing do your job in high school. I don't know what people are talking about. This ain't new to me. I'm sure you heard it. <laughs> like people make it seem like it's a new thing because it's the it's coming from a, 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 a certain type of voice that had earned so much respect which you know i i completely understand but um 
I don't want to talk about Brady's whole pod, but you know, it was a great career. Um, I think he should have retired last year. The, the, the team wasn't the same, and I think part of the re- reason for the retirement, I don't think it's his. Per- I don't think it's a personal reason. I think it's more or less that if he, in, as much as us as fans would love to see him as a Forty uh, er or even a Raider, that's not those those situations don't even look good. If you if you really Sam Fran looks good. I don't know. Sam Fran looks good. Yes, but no, because if I'm San Francisco, I'd rather keep Matt Brock Purdy or or even Trey Lance, both of them on rookie deals. Pay Ayuk, pay Trent Williams, pay my guys that that I build around. Because clearly that's the team. That's another team that can be built like the Patriots' old teams. Like they they have strengths on all levels of the of their of their offense and defense, and all they have is a manageable quarterback that can bring the ball down the field. They have that right. So I I don't think they needed him. Maybe the first time around when he left New England, he should have went. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was that the Bucks were really selling him a huge dream, or he saw somewhere else as an idea. But the Bucks was the ones who begged for his services the most. I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like they have like everything you would need. They got a great old line, great receivers, a solid running game. At this point, Brady needs that in, in his career, right? Like they got questions of the quarterback position. We don't know how long. I think they're talking about Brock being out possibly nine months. And we don't know what, what Trey is going to be. I'm not sure they even like sold on Trey as being a, a, their starting quarterback. So on that sense, I was like, you know what? I think that's a good fit for the um, Brady going to San Fran. But with <laughs> Vegas, yeah, he can reunite with McDaniel's, but that old line is trash. So that's not going to work for him at this point in his career. Right, and that's part of the reason why I believe um, Rogers will probably retire too, unless he gets full commitment from, unless Green Bay tells him straightforward, like we really want you back if you're considering coming back to play football at all. Um, Cause that's the only, that's the only place that makes sense for him in a, in a, you know, that's a place that's smaller, a small market where he could talk crazy as he does now um, with all the, with all due respect to his beliefs. Um, he could do ayahuasca and be fine in green Bay. Whereas if he does ayahuasca and he gets traded to Vegas or New York, they're going to be all up on his back when they go on a three game losing streak. Whereas when he's in green Bay, They'll get on his back, but they'll they'll believe that he can still make the playoffs somehow. You know what I'm saying? But like people were saying, if he goes somewhere else, they're gonna be like they're gonna highlight it and be like, "You're the reason why they not they haven't gone not the team, you were." Because his next stop has to be Super Bowl or bust. There's no NFC bust. The same goes for Brady. Their mindset is Super Bowl or bust. It's not let's make it to the playoffs so people can respect me. Because the playoffs, you going to the playoffs has nothing to do with anything anymore. You already solidified your greatness. They want to see you win championships now at 40 years old or 38 years old, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to get Especially Rodgers. Yeah. Especially Rodgers only been to one Super Bowl, which is crazy. Like when we, I'm sure when he won his first one back in 2010, he thought he would probably be there plenty of times going forward. And I didn't make it back to one. So yeah, you're right, you're right in that sense. So you don't, you don't like the idea of him in New York on the Jets based on that team they have already? Solid run game. The only, the only a good defense, which he hasn't really had for, for a good part of his career. Right. 
My only thing is with that is that an elite defense. Let me say that. Huh? An elite defense he hasn't really had for right, right. He hasn't had that for a while. He's had some decent defenses throughout the years. the The first, the first Super Bowl. Um, I'm sorry, the first um, MVP season he had with Lafleur. Their defense was pretty decent. Um, they went to the NFC Championship, played San Francisco, and got molly walked. Like obviously, yeah. <laughs> All ran over. Um, ran over. Yeah, they, they did. I think the first year with him, Lafleur, they went to the they went to the chip again, and I forget who they lost to at the crib. Uh, Tampa Bay. Right, they lost to Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Right, right, right. So, so they went. They had decent defenses to make it that far. They just didn't. They just didn't have all points of like special teams was trash at one point. Like the the lap the previous year, and then you know it's just things weren't working for them. But um, the the reason why I don't think the Jets thing would work is it has not for one he's a very headstrong person. So him and Robert Sala, I don't know if they will click correctly. I mean, he'll have Nathaniel Hackett there if he was to go there. But the same issue he's had in Green Bay with the young receivers is going to be the same difference over there. Elijah Moore, even though he's going to be his third year, he was yapping a lot this past season in, into the media because of not getting the ball. They got a uh, um, Wilson. He's he's a rookie. Uh, he's going into his second season. He's still a young guy. The whole team is pretty young, except for Corey Davis and a couple linemen here and there, or whatever. You know, Brees Hall will be a good running back for him to utilize. But the way he runs the offense, Aaron Rodgers, um, is very Mahomes-esque at times, in which, I mean, I'm sure he was Mahomes before Mahomes, but nobody really looks at it like that. But because um, he was always an off-schedule type of quarterback. So when it when he has players who are not on the same, um, they're not in sync with him as far as, you know, being off-schedule with him, it makes him look very mediocre. And if you if you look at the games recently, he's looked mediocre because now he has to actually stand in the pocket and throw, get. If he can't get the ball out in two seconds and he holds it, it's it looks like disaster because he used to be able to flush out the pocket, maneuver, find somebody down the field after he gets to his third or fourth read. That's the kind of quarterback Aaron Rodgers was. Um, but I don't know if him going to the Jets. Yeah, and him going to the Jets. Okay, fair enough. And, and, and on top of that, too, it's like you're going to go against Allen twice a year, Belichick twice a year, Miami twice a year. I don't know if he wants to do that. He'd rather, he rather deal with Kirk Cousins in Minnesota if that's the case. <laughs> if, I was, <laughs> if I was him, I'm staying where, I, where, it's, where the food is easier served, you know what I'm saying, than go to where it's harder to get into line. You feel me? That whole Easter, that oh, whole Easter almost made the playoffs. True. I mean, the only time I, I think that they should be if Aaron Rodgers was to go there is to be worried about is really Buffalo. I mean, the Pats quarterback still, still the problem. We'll, we'll see what happens with Bill O'Brien being back there, and we don't know what two status. And, and we don't know what two status is going to be. Yeah, yeah, we're not sure. And we don't yeah. know what two Yeah, um, yeah, the two situation is crazy, uh, and I hope he does the best thing for himself to not, you know, risk it all. Um, it sucks that the franchise. That, the only reason I can see the franchise moving on from Tua to get a little off schedule, off off topic a little bit. Um, they would have to look at a different option to either back him up or something down the road because 
that's the only reason. That's the only way he's going to leave, leave the not play is if they for, they force their hand and put somebody else in that position. But I don't know if that's going to happen. But yeah, you know, you're right. They he, they don't really have the true threat to go against besides Buffalo. But then again, I did see this man lose to Detroit twice this year. He got ran through by the <laughs> NFC East except for Dallas. Like I don't know, man. I don't feel too comfortable about him deciding to make that move. But we'll see. We'll probably know something by next week or in two weeks. Who knows? But like so I said, as you mm-hmm. you've been a Packers fan, what do you want to see happen? Do you want to see them move on from Rodgers and just see what you have in Jordan Love and see what you got working with? Because I mean, you did like spend a waste of first round draft, but you did use the first round draft pick to acquire Jordan Love. And the fact he's been played yet, what year, was this year? Was this year four for him? Yeah, four. Three. Been, he's going to crazy. he's going to year four. Um, yeah. The way I look at it, like this: there's been first round quarterbacks that have given a moment to play, and they actually stunk it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Is true? you know, it, it happens. Um, and there's ones that like Aaron Rodgers, who was like Love at, at one point, who sat for four seasons and got his opportunity. He got his opportunity and he made the best of that. Um, so it's it's not for me, I would I wouldn't I would be okay with him moving on. Um I'm not I'm not super fanboy of him. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks I ever watched. You know what I'm saying? Like, as great as Tom Brady is, like, being able to see somebody like what he did, like, somebody like him do what he did, um, you know what I'm saying? Um, and as much as people want to talk like, oh, well, he had this, that, third, whatever, Jordy, Adams, this, that, whatever. Those were all guys that got drafted into the team. They won the Super Bowl with Jordy Nelson being the fourth or fifth receiver going into that game. I think he actually, Jordy, for those who don't know, when they won the Super Bowl that year, Jordy Nelson was um, only started playing because Donald Driver got hurt. Donald Driver was his number one receiver and Greg Jennings. And those were Brett Favre's receivers, right? So he had to, he had, you know, the luxury of those two guys, but he had the rest of the receivers were rookies. Devontae Adams' first opportunity to be a star was actually the playoffs that the playoffs um that playoff against Dallas um when they um when um when Cook caught the pass on the sideline that Devontae yeah. that was Devontae Adams like come breaking out playoff series but he got hurt so when they went against Atlanta the following year following game for the at the, the that was the year the Patriots beat Atlanta when they played Atlanta in the NFC championship he was down. Every everybody was gone. Everybody was hurt except for I think Jordy p- tried to play, but he had like broken ribs or bruised ribs. Yeah, and he was playing with the fifth and sixth string, and then but everybody was like, "Oh, it's, you know, it was because Rogers they lost." You know what I'm saying? Whatever. But it's like every so often he that the office was, was too prolific. Um, the the uh, Falcons office was too prolific. Oh, it was way too good. Yeah, way too good. And then, you know, and I look back at, like, when they lost to Seattle, you know, like, those rosters that he had was not good, but he was hurt. I'm not making excuses, but it's like, yeah, I'm not making excuses, but it's reality, man. Like, the Cardinals game when he threw a fucking Hail Mary to tie it to a fucking sixth round, the sixth stringer. He was probably even the sixth rounder. He, You don't even, we don't even know his name. His name is Jeff Janis. He hasn't played a down since. You know what I'm saying? He was in special teams. You know what I'm saying? 
But it, it it went it came down to Larry Fitzgerald being a, a Hall of Famer that he is and clinching the freaking overtime. So it's like, what do you what do you want him to do? You know what I'm saying? When and it's funny when I see like Brady going against certain teams, and I always say this when I watch those type of games, I'm like that he psychs these teams out. Like they're so shook. They're like, oh, we gotta we gotta do something so we don't give them the ball back. And they press, they press, they press. And then boom, turnover on downs or punt away, throw an interception, you know, stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Stuff that usually shouldn't happen, but it happens. And then here's Brady taking a team back from 28-3, which is today's the anniversary of that fucking game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, luck plays a huge part to, to your success and your, to your legacy. Um, to be able to be a legend, you still have to have something working your way. Um, your skill set is especially in this game. This is one game elimination in the postseason. Yeah, you have to have a break, a luck here or there. Yeah, exactly. And then that go, that goes comes down to the next thing I want to talk about, which is the la- the games we watched this past weekend, last weekend. We're recording on a Sunday, um, a week before, a week ahead of the Super Bowl. We obviously got the NFC and the AFC chip. Those the results of those games are final. The Chiefs are playing the Eagles in the Super Bowl. But I feel like the biggest headline for those two games was that people were very fixated on officiating and how that dictated how these games went or the outcome at the end of the games. More, if anything, the end of the Chiefs game. So I'm going to leave this to you. I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about Obviously, the officiating is never good. I don't think it's ever been good. It may have been the worst it was, but I think I just watched the game so much differently than everybody else, so I don't really focus too much on officiating unless it's so blatant that I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> like when I was watching the, the – the, like I'm going back to the Packers again. When they played the, the Bucks, and there was a clear like – you know, they called the ticky-tack pass, uh, defensive holding when the Packers were only down by five and gave – you know, the Bucks are automatic first down. As a fan, I felt like I got slighted. I was like, yo, I got, I, you called the ticky tack shit when there was other blatant shit that happened. But that's when the emotions of it starts kicking in. And, and, I, and I said it on Twitter. I think if you're a fan of the game, if you're a fan of a team that's losing or, or get, or um, ends up, yeah, ends up losing. Or if you actually bet on the game, which, you know, now in math, we're going to be able to sports bet at the casino now and also mobile betting by the end of this month or by the beginning of next month, I feel those two fan bases feel some type of way so much that they want to scream rigged. I wanted to hear your perspective on all, all the chatter from after those games. I mean, it's funny too, because that's like the day before um, the controversial no call of LeBron didn't get on his way to the basket mm. when they uh, played the Celtics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and lost in overtime. End up losing overtime. So that whole weekend, it's kind of whack that that weekend was just talking about officiating rather than the games itself. Now, the Chiefs game, if I'm a Bills fan, I'm, I would probably be pissed. There's a lot of things that, that were called that worked in the favor of the Chiefs. But at the same time, that scramble by Mahomes and Asai pushed them when he's out of bounds already. I don't see how you don't call that. I, I've heard people like Doug Gottlieb say that's a call you, you don't, don't make, considering how earlier, I believe he said, I believe he said it was Chris Jones who popped um um, Burrow after the ball was thrown out of his hands, mm-hmm. and that, that, that was no call there because they know that it was a game of, of this magnitude. Don't let it slide. 
But at the same time, like blatantly, now Mahomes might have sold it a little bit, but he blatantly got pushed. <laughs> he was already How do you not call that? So I feel bad for them, but at the same time, I think that's a, a learning curve from from for, um, Osai to not put himself in that situation in the team. I mean, and if it is that didn't get called, there was eight seconds left. They, they may have got a field goal range, possibly. We don't know. It wasn't like that. That particularly cost them the game per se. I mean, it's easy to say that after the fact, but we don't know what would have happened if that wasn't called. So, I mean, I feel like, uh, yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was pretty bad that weekend. But I think we got to play through it, yo. I know it's easy to say, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, because um, I think what was it? The early or earlier in the in the fourth quarter, there was some a couple downs that got redone um, because of spotting oh, no, issues. That, 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 bro, they replayed this third down twice, and then the in the the third time was I think there was a defensive hold or a defensive pass some defensive penalty on the Bengals and I sat over here and I'm like bruh like luckily the the Chiefs didn't score because the whole entire United States would have gone crazy you know what I'm saying um but not to say the Chiefs didn't get you know they the Chiefs didn't get every call their way too there was some missed calls on the on the Bengals that led to actually the Chiefs in the in the, in the following uh following play to like throw an interception or 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 not convert on third down, like, but it happens. Um, like you said, you you have to just play through it. Same goes with you know, unfortunately, in that that LeBron Lakers situation. Yes, LeBron should have got called, got the call, two free throws. But who's to say he would make both free throws? We don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? We don't. And then we know that the Lakers are a pretty old team for the and age wise wise, and overtime is not their best friend. You know, and I'm that's and, and that's part of part of me uh, thought about it, like this is probably why he's overreacting right now, not overreacting, but like being too dramatic. Because I'm 38 years old, no, the fuck, I don't want to play overtime in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he was like, "Fucking kidding me!" Like I'm trying to go home. You're trying to tell me I have to play five more minutes with these young boys, like, and I and I felt him because for one, he's probably the most followed player in the league. Duh. Um, so they should have been calling. They should have called that. That was so blatant. Um, but either way, um, the Mah- the Mahomes um, scramble going out of bounds it, it, for Joseph aside, it's it's tough. Like he, these guys are so yeah. fast. You're making the decision. They tell you some coaches tell you to play fast at all times, even when you you make a make if you're gonna make a mistake, make it while playing fast. Like you know what I'm saying. And that's one of those moments where you know mistakes gonna happen because you played you played fast fast. You you were saying it too. He was like, all I can see is that he's going up the sidelines, and I'm trying to push him back so he can stay in bounds so the clock keeps running. But little did he know, Mahomes is literally by the time he gets him. And yes, he did sell yeah. it, but that's still a flag. Like that's no extra buts about that one. We're not gonna get into the conversation. Of saying whether or not, because the selling was just the selling. That this is that just is the quarterback being a quarterback. That's all they do is try to sell the fucking penalty. But you, as the player, you should. I mean, you. There's no way around it. You you try to make a huge play, and you went a little too fast, and there you are. You're in that moment, and you're not forgotten for. You're not forgotten at all. It's just like the kicker who misses the game winning or tying kick at the end of regulation. <laughs> you you were automatic all game long, and here's your moment, and you can't make it happen because you 
you know, things like that happen. But same thing um, in that same play, people were up up in arms because they thought the, the play should have been ruled um, a, a do over because they believed there was a holding on the opposite end on Hendrickson. But come to find out, that wasn't truly a hold. So I think a couple things, and same, and we'll go, we'll get to the Eagles complaints too. Couple things, we're too spoiled as as a fan base now. 20, 20 to 25 years ago, we probably got two replays, and that's it. And the rest of the replays we got to see were on ESPN Sports Center, right? Now we're seeing 10 different angles, listen to the crowd reactions, and we got social media. Everybody has an opinion now. We're all officiating from the couch, and it's, and it's getting bad. And especially now with sports betting being in most states legally, it's even worse because now people have this idea that we're watching a, a sport that's rigged. How do you feel about that? Uh, that's ridiculous. Sports being rigged, I don't know. I mean, this weekend, that, that week, last weekend didn't help with the case. That's not, but I think it's ridiculous. There's so many times where, like, I'm sorry, that those like fans will complain about their teams not getting called, but at the same time in that same game, there's calls that go their way, and it's just ridiculous. I mean, it happens, man. Like, I think that this is probably one of the hardest professions in the, in the world, that being officiating, because you're like trying to judge with the with, with the human element of catching everything in real time. There's some calls that I think are just like bang bang plays too. Like in basketball, the block charge a lot of times is bang bang. It can really go either way. Way, yeah. It's, it's like it's like a, like a, a game of inches right there. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's ridiculous. I, I seen. I finally watched that clip of Arian Foster on that podcast. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> he was playing around, and people are running good on Twitter and making all these memes. A lot of them were hilarious, by the way. Not gonna front. A lot of nah, people just, on social media. Yeah, that shit was bad. Funny, like with the whole script and shit. And this it's hard for. <laughs> Because out of all people, he you can't he couldn't have taken him seriously because all the injuries he added he had for having su- having such a great three year span of a career and he suddenly have all these injuries. I'd be damned if he told if we believe that was in his script. That would have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, we're I think we're just so fucking spoiled, man. Like even like the um the Eagles game, right? The Devontae Smith um. Reception. That was the biggest one of the biggest plays. Actually, I think it was. Like, but not, but it's not really a reception. Right. It but wasn't. It wasn't a catch. Right. But they didn't challenge it. So why? Why as as a fan base and as a as a fan a fan of the game are we gonna bail out? Um. Excuse me. We're gonna bail out Kyle Shanahan when he could have just done it, and he was like, "Oh, but they were telling me that it could have been inc- inconclusive. This and that." Take your chances. You're the coach. Take your fucking chances. That that's just a you're gonna lose a timeout earlier in, early in the first half. Who cares? Take your chances. But to say that is the reason why they lost. Let's not get there. Let's not go there. They didn't have a, they didn't have a quarterback. That's why they, that's why they lost. They right. And, and 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 to be honest, if Brock Purdy did stay healthy, they probably would have lost. Still. Because I think his second play from scrimmage was the fumble, right? After the Eagles just had scored. Luckily to the, for them, the Eagles didn't score after the – I don't think they scored. I think they either scored that drive. That was the Devontae Smith drive. Or, you know, they got the ball back and they punted it away. But still, 
he he was already in trouble because that's the best pass rushing team they've seen. Since, I mean, Dallas was pretty damn good, but Dallas is finesse. Like they 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 have their best pass rush is a fucking linebacker who's two hundred and forty pounds. We're talking about these dudes after Sean Reddick, um, you know, Josh Sweat. They got um they got a bunch of Andomican uh, Sue is over there. They got some dudes um just interchanging all the time. This Yeah, they still got Fletcher Cox. They got um Oh boy, they got from the Bears that oh Quinn Robert Quinn's over there. People forget he's there, but because he's he's amongst so many good players, and it's like who who's to say? We don't know. They, the, the the Niners had one great drive the whole the whole game. Yes, having a quarterback may have helped. Who knows? Maybe if Jimmy G was given the opportunity to be active and just stand there and throw the ball, because nothing's wrong with his arm. It was more something to do with his, you know, I think it was an ankle injury or something. Like, yeah. who who would have known? Like, we don't know. We can't do that. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? We see, bro, we see this in the, in, the, in the NBA. People do this all the time in the NBA, right? They're like, what if what if Kyrie and Kevin Love played in that finals against the, the Golden State Warriors? Why do we care? What, what is this what if shit? <laughs> Why do we do that? I don't understand. Why do we do that? Yeah. I, I, I hate the what if aspect of sports for fans. It's annoying. But it didn't happen. There's a lot of what ifs. If AI was six feet tall, six feet, <laughs> rather six foot seven. <laughs> well, okay. But he's, no, it wasn't though. He wouldn't be as fast if he was like six foot seven. Like he wasn't, he was like six feet. So <laughs> it just what are annoying. Right. You're like, oh, what if, what if Shaq never had Kobe, or what if Kobe never had Shaq? I'm like, what, what, what are we talking about? What? They still be great. They still be Hall of Famous. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I don't get it, man. I, I just don't like it. I don't like the whole, you know, what if Kev, Kevin Durant never tore his Achilles? What would be the Golden State Warriors then? We will never know. Because guess what? They fucking lost to Toronto. So who cares? That shit come came and gone. That's it. We don't know what, what Brock Purdy could have been in that game. We don't know. But we know for sure the Eagles whooped that ass. Because if, if the San Francisco's defense was as good as advertised, because I think they went to halftime 7-7, they should have kept it a low-scoring game. Because the game resets at the halftime. There's no the, You can't say momentum. You go for tied. At the very least, you were tied or the game was damn near close. But you got spanked. You didn't score a damn thing again. So or or stop them. So there's nothing really too much to talk about there. You know what I'm saying? But to speak on the the league being rigged and all that stuff, like you know, officiating is like you said, very tough. It's you're using the naked eye, the elements, the whole nine. They don't have a replay monitor in their brain. They can't do that. This is not Black Mirror where you can just. Spin it back and be like, oh, oh, there it is. There, there okay. So that's the play. Oh, that was the play right there. No, they ain't. They ain't got that. They're not looking up to the jumbotron, seeing if they fucked up. They, if they know, if they fucked up, they don't even want to know that they did. Like, I, I couldn't even imagine. You know what I'm saying? Being the one to make a decision that's at that moment. But with all that said, um, you're a big WWE fan, right? Absolutely. We know that's rigged. <laughs> you know, it's it's a script. That's the true script. Because you could actually just, you could make it 
make it all up. You know what I'm saying? But to say the NFL has that power, like, heavily, I, it's hard for me to believe that. Just because we had a couple hiccups with, like, NBA refs back in the past with, you know, Brad, with Donahue, um, back in the way back days, baseball with their umpires and even players, they used to do that. Um, Pete Rose was betting on games. He wasn't betting on his own team, but he was betting on games. You know what I'm saying? We've had instances where people get reprimanded or caught doing it, but it's never so blatant for us to be in our conspiracy tinfoils like that. But you watching WWE and you watch the NFL and people like to compare the two because the NFL was deemed an entertainment sport. Do you truly see it that way? Because obviously, obviously the WWE is considered an entertainment sport. Sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, correct. Yes, yes, yes. Sports entertainment, right, yeah. Because, you know, like, we all know, yes, all these matches are predetermined. We know they know an event is going to win. But at the same time, there is the athletic element. These guys are, like, top-tier athletes. A lot of them are ex-football players and play basketball throughout their lives and other sports as well. Um, And they do take a punishment because the bumps are real. While while it's scripted, the bumps they take are real. Um, but to compare to the NFL, NFL is, is, is it's entertainment, but it's primarily a sport, a sporting event. People who train their whole lives to get to that moment who are like competitors at the highest level. Um, yeah, it can't be rigged. There's no way you can rig it. Right. Because if it was rigged, we should have seen Brady versus, we should have seen Brady versus Rogers a couple times. We should have seen Brady, Absolutely. we should have seen Brady versus Breeze a couple times. Um, we should have seen Peyton Manning versus Breeze a second time. Um, we should have never got a Colts-Bears Super Bowl. <laughs> we should have never got. We should have never seen Denver getting smoked by Seattle when when Russell Wilson couldn't even throw a deep ball. Um, hello, what are we talking about? Like, we really think this league is rigged. And certain, we saw certain teams winning Super that Raiders team that had like. Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, um, MVP, Rich MVP Rich Gannon, uh, Charlie Garner. Like, bro, you thought that that team should have never lost to the Bucks. Brad Johnson, bro? Like, this is the NFL. This is the NFL that we've seen Trent Dilfer win Super Bowls. A Super Bowl. Like, we can't act like it. Like, yeah, we've seen Brady win six to seven of them, but that's just him. After him, there's where Brady had really lost to Eli twice if it was rigged, and once the Knicks falls. Seriously, like, nah. yeah. That do you think that like if the Patriots were on a scripted des- destination, shouldn't they have gone undefeated that year the whole way? Like, but it's rigged though. Yeah, it's rigged. We could yeah. Let's talk about it. Like people just want to be so much in their conspiracy theory bag so bad. It's like we're trying too hard. It's never that deep. Those guys are risking their lives while you're sitting here on your couch, assuming what they what they already you may think they already knew. They have no idea. The officiating crew is different every single time. They're part time refs, so this is not even their passion. <laughs> but they're passionate enough to to call the games. But some of these guys are fucking lawyers. They probably have to go home and worry about the work tomorrow <laughs> you know what I'm saying to, to bail somebody out of jail or some shit I don't know it's like we just can't assume like this is just the foregone conclusion like don't look at the Super Bowl now and say well I already know now it's gonna be the Chiefs 
how the fuck do you know? Mahomes has a fucking high ankle sprain. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Which usually requires about two to four to six weeks. Right. Recovery. Yeah, he's supposed to be out. And and I think it's similar to the same high ankle sprain that Brady got his first year going to the Super Bowl. Because he, he, he got his he got an ankle sprain against the Steelers that year. And then that's, yeah, when, yeah, Bl- yeah. And that's when Bledsoe came in. People forget. Um, and funny enough, I remember. Um, and then a couple, <laughs> couple years ago, Mahomes snubbed his toe really bad. I guess, and before he played the Bucks, and he was, and unfortunate for him, he had to run around like a head, a chicken with his head cut off. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, whole most Super Bowl. QB, most person QB in Super Bowl history. Yeah. So it's, it's just so crazy. Um, and then we don't know that, we just don't know, like, Jalen Hurts, how hurt he is. I think he is hurt, and we're probably going to know. No him. pun intended. Huh? No pun intended. You know, <laughs> I mean, I think he is hurt. Um, hurts being hurt, but um, yeah, I don't know the extent of his injury, but I think it's something that we're gonna probably hear about after the fact. But he gonna get paid. I mean, he didn't look too good, like well, from the passing aspect in the NFC Championship game. But yeah. at the same time, he didn't really need to do much. Yeah, I mean, that running game was just too much for them. So. Yeah. Um, with all that, with, with that going too into that game. Who your early predictions? Obviously, we're. I feel like we're still too soon to to predict because we want to make sure we know how these injury situations look like. Because we know the Chiefs had at least four of their top five receivers, I think, or three of uh, four, or was it three or four? I think it, it was. It was hard. It was Hardman. It was Juju, and it was uh, Tony. They all went out. And yep. So three of the f- top four got hurt in that game. Not even. Not even hurt. Like. We're not even talking about they got hurt in practice. We're not talking about they got hurt before the, they got hurt in the game. And then freaking Kelsey was a game time decision with a back injury. So that's another reason to give this kid a lot of props. He played with his fourth stringer, which is MVS is a good fourth string and a couple back backup tight ends. So it's like <laughs> he was he was doing a lot of great things out there with that and then the Eagles relatively are healthy going into that game. Um, besides maybe even Hurts or Lane, Lane, Lane Johnson um, having nagging injuries. But like I said, it's a little too early. But right now, without looking at anything in your head after watching the la- their two games that they've played in the playoffs, who do you see winning the Super Bowl and why? Yeah, man. I mean, I know top for bottom, I would say the Eagles have the best team in the league. Um, I mean, they did have a relatively probably had the easiest schedule this year, but you can't take any, take anything away from that team. They're just dominant both sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, man, I felt I can't go against Mahomes in this situation. I mean, he got the experience, five straight consecutive AFC Championship games, hosting all of them. Um, and I, I think he's really still like really upset about how his last bullet pants played out. No offensive line, um, running for his life, like you mentioned earlier. I think he really wants to redeem himself, and he really wants to get that second Super Bowl and continue his uh, path towards like all-time greatness. Who, I mean, if he was a Super Bowl right here, I think we have to put him in the top five all time, which is crazy to say, right? <laughs> like, I agree. Be a top five I agree. Be. So, I mean, with Travis Kelsey, and I, I predict that these like these receivers that he lost in the eighth championship will be back, will they'll be needed against that elite pass defense that the Eagles have. Um, I'm going to give the edge to KC. And I know that they're underdogs with this, but I'm going to go with KC. Yeah. Um, I as well, at the moment, 
see it to be Kansas City winning this. Going to be close. They're they're very they're they're very like they're underdog, but not by a lot. But it's going to be close. The Eagles got too much, man. The Eagles actually did. <laughs> the Eagles did it right. Like they did it exactly how the Rams should have been doing this. Like, yeah, it's fucked in picks, but it's also make sure you make the right moves, and you might need to rent a guy for a season. Like, and you can still re-up because you're going to get younger. Uh, you're going to find guys who want to come to your team. When you see, when they see that you're so successful, they're going to want to come to your team. You know what I'm saying? But the Rams, they said, fuck them picks. <laughs> let's get Jalen Ramsey. And let's pay all our best players and see how it goes. And you see how it went. Like a couple injuries away. They were a couple, they're a couple injuries in. They can't compete, especially with their quarterbacks hurt. So, yeah. yeah that's, that's the benefit of um... – well, sorry to cut you off, but that's the benefit mm-hmm. of having a quarterback on a rookie deal and also DeMarco right. Smith on a rookie deal. Right, right, right. To fill out other areas of your team and, and, you know, and have elite, like, elite receivers, like with A.J. Brown, have a solid O-line, have a solid pass rush, have a solid run game. So they're taking advantage. With, they, get, they really got to maximize this moment. Because um, yep, yep. say, yep. how's it going to look two, three years from now? Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly... And that's just the NFL in, the, in a nutshell. Like the, it's when you have a quarterback. Sometimes you can have an elite quarterback that's making good money, but he developed his his excuse me his weapons. Like you know, people slight Peyton's success due to the fact that he had Hall of Fame wide receivers, but do they even know that he was they were drafted there? Marvin Harrison was drafted the year before, I think, before Peyton got there. Reggie Wayne was a first round pick in the late rounds and he suddenly became a hall of fame receiver because he was with a hall of fame quarterback. You can't give the Colts a, a tough time for having the opportunity to have these guys come drafted to the team. You know what I'm saying? Um, again, like we said, like new England was fortunate enough to have Brady stay there for so long and for him to take that money off, they were able to get a collective of receivers that were not maybe wide receiver ones, but they were good wide receiver twos that were good for him. And then obviously had one of the greatest tight ends of all time drafted to the team. So the draft works a lot for the NFL teams, their franchises. Um, the one, the one time, the, the, you know, the free agents here and there that come trickle in and want to be part of success does play a huge part, but yeah, the Eagles did it right. They had the right formula, <laughs> like, like when they picked up James Bradbury and when the Giants dropped him, I was like, "You gotta be shitting me!" They already got Darius <laughs> Slay, man, and they, they they traded for Gardner from Johnson, yeah, CJ Gardner Johnson from fucking Saints. I was like, "Come on, are you kidding me?" And then here comes Indomitian Sue, great. Oh, we're gonna get Robert Quinn, super. <laughs> like they just kept doing things, but they did it so well that it's it's meshing and it meshes effortlessly and then when we speak about the Chiefs like offensive line rehabbed it's, it's better than it ever, ever has been they mm-hmm. they they can plug anybody at Rob Receiver and he can make it work because they 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 have a they're a cohesive group um, they know how to work with each other Charlie Kelsey is is the best pass catching tight end we'll ever see in our lifetime We've seen a lot of great ones, by the way. But he is the yeah. he is him. <laughs> he 
he is him. Like we can't even question that anymore. He is him. Um, and then the thing with Steve Spagnola and what he does with his defenses, they know how to they know how to get, get game pressure with just bringing four guys, like he did with the Giants back in the day. And they're very opportunistic in the back end um, against you know the better quarterbacks in the league. So it'll be interesting to watch. Like you said, like we we. Hurts didn't really play his best game. He hasn't played his best game in a while um, because of the injury and for other reasons, obviously. And, um, you know, if these two teams stick to their strengths, we'll, we'll see, we'll see a, a, like a, a straight bar brawl going down the, going down the road um, in the game. I'm not going to give a prediction to score because I want to keep this week going and see how it goes from there. But I'm with you with the, with the pick as well. I, I can see the Chiefs winning. Yeah, same man. I, uh, I think Mahomes is that guy, and I think he's just motivated on the highest levels. Yep, absolutely. Um, moving on, uh, we do have in a few weeks the NBA All Star Weekend coming up in the All Star Game. Selections obviously already happened. Um, not to say also this week's the quote-unquote all-star weekend for the NFL, which is the Pro Bowl games. Um, I wanted to talk about that, but I don't really want to talk about it because I think it's trash. <laughs> it's definitely trash. I, I, I don't want the Pro Bowl at all. You're not going to get me watching that. Yeah. I'm going to be that boy to watch I, I'm, yeah. I might tune in. <laughs> right? It might be background noise. It might be. That's about it. But... um. <laughs> Uh, I think at this point they just need to name the names and then invite people for the for the for the the flag game. That's it. Keep the names as it is and invite a few people for the flag game. We don't need to, uh, Snoop Huntley replacements. We don't need that. One and then last year, you know, you know, all due respect to Mac Jones, like he should have never been a Pro Bowler, and that probably yeah, led to his that that might have led to his somewhat of a naggy, arrogant you know, personality that he, he developed throughout this second season because, you know, he was amongst superstars in his position, in his conference, and he's like, yeah, I could do it too. Look at me. I could talk like them. You're like, whatever. Like, nah, that's not how this works, young buck. Like, nah. But obviously the best all-star games and the best all-star uh, festivities is in the NBA and we've gotten our results on who's going to be who was voted as starters and who was going to be the you know selected as you know the reserves um LeBron and Giannis they won they got most votes on both uh, this respective conferences um and they're the captains and I think they're changing up the format this year they're going to be doing the draft the day of the game correct yes correct yeah so they're doing the draft the game day of the game. Um, so so definitely some real like pickup style ball. What she say? <laughs> like real like pickup style ball. Right, real life back black top shit. Yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Like I think that's cool. I, I I hope they do. I know. I think I think they're gonna do it before they do the actual game. I think it's gonna be like a couple hours before. But I I would rather them do it like just how we would have done it when we, if we were outside. Like you know, I want him. Have, have, have. Have all the jerseys set up, all the uh, all the jerseys laid out, whatever. You grab your jersey. Yeah, you go. <laughs> You're like, I want him. Yeah, I want him. I want I want Kyrie. No, I want 
I want Kevin Durant. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. That'll be. I think that'll be kind of fun and it's kind of interesting like that. But uh, they both won, got the captain votes for most vote uh, most votes um, by the fans. I don't know the percentage on that. I think majority of it is fans. Part of it is the peers. So it's fifty percent fans, twenty five percent players, and twenty five percent either coaches or media. I forget. So I know it's fifty percent fans. So twenty five percent players, and that's for the starters. For the reserves, that's a, that's that's all the coaches. the coach the coaches and the players, or just the coaches. I believe just the coaches still. It was always just the coaches, so I think it's still just, just the coaches. I'm gonna look up right now. Okay. While you're looking that up, um, I'll name out the, the the starters on the East. We have Kevin Durant, Kyle, um, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, and Jason Tatum. On the West, we have Steph. Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikhil Jokic, and Zion Williamson. Um, reserves on the East, Bam, Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, and Julius Randle. In the West, we have um, Sabonis, John Morant, um, Markinen, uh, Damian Lillard, Jaron Jackson Jr., um, Ty Gilgris, um, Alexander, and Paul George. Um, obviously, when these were all named and selected and whatnot, the first thing comes in mind for a lot of people is to one word snub. Why? It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's, it's like, it's like people want there to be like a like 20 player slot for each team. Like, that's not how it works. So, you talk like, sorry. I like Jalen Rose when he tweeted like recently. He said that you're basically said, I'm gonna paraphrase it because I don't know what he said exactly, but something to the effect of you're corny if you say claim somebody got snubbed, but you won't mention that, that they should have replaced. Right, right, right. I seen that. Like, oh, you're it's real talk. Like who like you can't just say somebody should be got snubbed. Okay, you wanna say that? So who should be on the team then? Like who you gonna take off? I thought look at it every year. Yeah, and 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 I'm not, you know, when it comes to the NBA, like the first like half or first the first half of the season, I'm kind of not too fully um, focused on it because I know there's so much load management happening, and some of these games are kind of like like especially in the West. Like I think the fourth and the thirteenth seed are like separated by like two and a half games, so you don't really know anything about the West right now. It's it's two games, it's two teams in the top that are very good, and the East is like a is a gauntlet. Like every team is pretty damn good in the East from yeah. from one to seven. Or one to six, especially Boston, Milwaukee, especially Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. Exactly. So, a lot of these teams, there's not going to be any separation probably until maybe like um, March, and some of these star players will probably play a little bit more, knowing that they have something to look forward to. Um, mm-hmm. But that's when I'm going to be a little bit more focused on it. But right now, it's just like I'm just going with the waves of everything. I'm just going with whatever I'm seeing. It's cool. It's whatever. But when I'm looking at this list, I have a hard time saying no to any of these guys. Like maybe I don't know, maybe it's a bonus, but he's a he's a center. You know what I'm saying? These centers deserve some love. Like we can't we can't have all teams of guards. Like you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? You need a couple centers in there. Jaron Jackson Jr., like I'm cool with that. He's you know, he's getting a lot of love for defensive player of the year. Like we can't act like you can't reward a guy for being it's like when Ben Wallace was getting selected, like we're gonna say no. 
he was one of the best defending centers in the league. Yeah, he didn't score. He couldn't score for the life of him, but he's fucking good at what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? I believe he was a three-time defensive player of the year, so that had yeah. to be something. Like, he was at least at his, at his position on that side of the ball. Right, and I, and I know, you know, especially here in Boston, like, you know, they they probably would have thought that, that Jalen deserved to be a starter. And I'm like, over Donovan Mitchell? I can't say that, you know. Uh, if you're just looking at numbers all day long, maybe you're going to make your argument. But, like, how effective that – how much Donovan Mitchell has made a difference to his team and the fact that he's actually – I think they both have the same amount of points a game, like, just because you have the best team in the in the Eastern Conference doesn't mean that both your team players should be starting. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I mean you, you should have, have at least two All Stars. Right. The Celtics have two All Stars. Or or better or better yet, as a Celtics fan, you should have been voting. I guess I don't know because Kyrie and Kevin made it, <laughs> and Kyrie is one of the quote unquote most hated fucking players, in which I don't think he is. I think his career, I, 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 from what I believe, was going to happen anyways. He, it was going to get recovered. Because you know, it's a good. It's a. It's as a. As a. In this. In our world, it's it, we. We like to harp on things hard when it first happens, and then when time goes on and passes, we move on, right? And I think a lot of people have moved on from his comments, and he apologized um, and all that good stuff. But I'm not mad at this. You know, you can't do anything about the who's the actual starters as far as the, the reserves, like every guy on this res- on the reserve selection, they look like they're deserving of it. I, I can't call a snub, you know what I'm saying? From based on, you know, just, you know, it, you know, the snub thing is good for debate. I don't do debates like that anymore. It's tiring. We waste so much time making up arguments for people. Cause we want to just look at a stat and it's like, it's, it's cool and all, but, for what reason? You're still gonna watch the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just like when people were. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'll say one player that I would I would have probably liked to see make it, who probably is deserving of being honored as author, is Jalen Brunson. You know, coming over from Dallas. I mean, I was skeptical of him getting that paying a hundred mil for somebody who's never been an all-star before, mm-hmm. a guard. But he's proven me wrong. He is actually worth the money. I know Dallas is kicking themselves right now. Because they couldn't have extended him for, I believe, four years for, for basically 60 mil in that neighborhood as opposed to 100 mil, which is what the Knicks did mm-hmm. when they offered him. So he's playing lights out. They have a solid point guard over there. Um, so I would, like, I would like to see him get rewarded. But then again, it's like, who am I taking off? I'm not putting him over Halliburton. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I so, mean, injuries would be the only not- reason because, you know, well, we already know now that. Kevin Durant is, has been out. I think he's coming back in probably a week or so, or probably even after mm-hmm. the All-Star break. So he probably won't be playing. Luca's still out with his injury. Uh, Steph just got hurt last night. I don't remember the last time I seen Zion play. <laughs> he's been hurt. Um, based on Embiid's track record, he could be hurt at any given time, and I'm not wishing that on anybody. You know, injuries happen, and some of these guys will get their opportunities, obviously, and this is how the league has been. But at the moment, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be grateful for what we see. These are some great names that we see. These are all 
All these players are MVP caliber players and MVP and, and been in MVP talks in the last two years. And it's like, you're going to have a great game to watch. I mean, you can't complain. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I wanted to bring that up because I, I remember last year um, and I wish I was recording at the time of last year when they announced the, the top 75, people were complaining about snubs for that too. And I was like, and they were like, why are you putting this old head in there? And I, I, I'm like, the league is celebrating the 75th anniversary of the development of the league. Why are you mad the old head is in there? The old head's the yeah. reason why you're new, you're new, the newbie is, you know, celebrated. What are we doing? <laughs> I know, I know yeah, that like, there's definitely guys that deserved it, but I think it was just people just love to argue. Yeah, people just feel like the NBA has been around since 2000. No, it's been around a lot longer than that. And they were going to honor the history of the league, and they were going to keep the original 50 that made it and just add on 25 more. So and, and they, they got it right. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's exactly what happened. And people forget that there was a 50th anniversary. You know what I'm saying? Like, and those guys were not going to get removed. Why would you remove them? They were the greatest, the 50, top 50 greatest players of all time. Like why would exactly. why would you do that to them? Like they deserve it just as much as you believe Steph or Kyrie deserves it. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, obviously Kyrie's not on that list, but because we like to what we watch a lot of his game, we think because of his the type of game he get he shows he deserves that recognition. And he might down to, in 25 years from now he might be top 100. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? And we can't say that his exactly. His, we can't say his, that his views will his personal views will snub him because we still have John Stockton in the in the top seventy five and he's had some choice, you know, um he's had some interesting ideal ideology ideologies these past few years um during COVID. So we can't say, or even like even Charles Broccoli, like he's he's said some stuff throughout the years and done some stuff. Who cares? They don't. They're not worried about the out off the court stuff too much. Uh, to to unless you're in jail for some crazy shit, but you're gonna get your recognition. You know what I'm saying? You, you but to say that you're gonna remove an old head to put your guy in, it's like, all right, let's sl- slow slow it down, pump the brakes. It's not that deep. <laughs> Just enjoy seeing Michael Jordan and LeBron on the same stage for once in our lifetime. It's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Same goes exactly. For, yeah, same goes for this All Star game. We're gonna get to see the greatest of the greatest playing, and they actually play competitive ball for the most part towards the end. Because um, you know, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, but yeah, the the NBA is getting gonna have the All Star weekend. I think that's in a few weeks. Um, but we brought yep, up. It's on- President weekend. President weekend. It's usually that around that time, right? Yeah. So that's the nineteenth. So um, and it's in Utah. So uh, I mean, whatever. Uh, if you want to, <laughs> whoever gets flown that flew out out there, enjoy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> enjoy the slopes. I guess I don't know. It's not. They might as well bring that shit to Boston at this point. You know, if you're bringing it to Utah. Yeah. I believe I read that Boston is about, is getting ready to submit a um, request to have the mm-hmm. here in 2026. And I hope, so, and I hope, I hope so. I mean, they spent the place looks fucking amazing over there on, at the North Station, so you might as well make it happen. Yeah, we and people talk about oh, Boston is too small. What like Indiana had it recently? Uh, Cleveland had it. Like Boston, we have plenty of venues to host events. Oh yeah, it's weekend. a growing city. It's one of the most iconic cities in the country. 
Like this would be no, a, it. Just does the, does the city want to deal with that headache, like the traffic and possible crimes that, that take place? That's another topic. But they, we definitely I, have the venues and listen, the capacity to hold on. I think they're ready for it because they submitted for the the Olympics in the World Cup. I mean, the Olympics. The World Cup is a is a, a national thing, but uh, the the Olympics they submitted for that. They wanted to host the yeah. Olympics. We're talking about the Olympics, bro, and we have one of the worst traffic in the world alone already. And we're talking we were going to host the Olympics. Yeah, um, I think Boston could do it. Um, but you're <laughs> right. The, the other the other variables we don't we can't really we don't know how that's going to look, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. But we brought up one person's name in particular, and we'll end this with him, um, who's going to be a starter on the All Star team for the East. Um, and that's Kyrie Irving. A couple days ago, he announced that he would love to be rated. And the first team that came up is your Los Angeles Lakers. How do you feel about that? Again. (laughs) Well, I mean, am I really shocked that Kyrie has found himself to be in the headlines again? Not really. Um, (laughs) I was looking at it. I didn't look at it and... And I didn't look at it as a smart move by Kyrie until I heard um, they were talking about an NBA countdown um, with Stephen A. Smith and J.J. Redick was basically talking about um, how Kyrie's stance is basically, hey, this is the usually stars get taken care of. Mm-hmm. They're not, they don't have to wait until the season's over to get a new deal. They usually get taken care of. And he's been on his, on his best behavior for the last several weeks. So I, I can't really knock him and, and the, and the stance that he's taking right now. But at the same time, looking at it from the Nets perspective, do I really want to give this guy four years in the ballpark of two hundred million, based on his past history? Probably not. And not even to like bring up like the whatever from the vaccine to the anti-Semitic movie that that he that he posted on his Twitter. Um, there's the injury aspect too. So I looked it up, and Kyrie in his he's in his twelfth season right now, right? Mm-hmm. And he's only played sixty games on average, uh, four more twice. And Ooh. 70 or more games three times in 12 years. That's freaking crazy. So, like, that's why for me personally, I don't want him on the Lakers because I don't like how half of my stars being injury prone. Really got one star injury prone, Anthony Davis. <laughs> I don't want another one. And, nah, real talk. And look, while LeBron's not injury prone, he's going to miss a handful of games due to the fact that he's in year 20 right now. Mm-hmm. So, he's, he's logged in so many minutes and has so many miles on his body. So, yeah, you're gonna. That comes. That's to be expected at this point of his career. He's gonna miss a handful of games. So, yeah. So that's three players that are gonna miss a handful of games. Three of your star players at that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Yeah. Now, I'd rather that like just get him. I don't want him to mortgage the the rest of the decade by giving up the only assets they have with these uh, these um, draft picks they have in 2027 and 2029, I believe. I'd rather them just get him in the offseason when everybody deals off the books, but LeBron. And um, AD and I believe uh, Hachimura is going to be on the on the books too. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd rather than wait that. I, I don't want them to trade the draft picks. I, I, I said it going into the season. We're going to be we're going to be trash. Not a not a not a really um, well constructed team. But let's just keep these picks, deal with it, and then move on to the offseason and improve our team then. Yeah, um, I didn't even know those numbers at all. His longevity. In a, in a season and that's not good uh but then <laughs> but then again where we these players don't really play a lot of games anymore anyways 
the it's a problem, man. It's a problem for the league. Being the Iron Man of your of the season does not is not a thing. It's a thing of the past. Um, the, remember when AC Green had that record of the most consecutive play, games played, I games believe. played, or whatever. You're never gonna see that type of shit ever. Oh, like these guys, and it's not the it's not in their it's not their fault. Let's let's let me not try to sound like an asshole and be like you know they should be playing through injuries, but um, some of these injuries are nagging. You know what I'm saying? These are tall guys. These are tall players that are doing something that their body should not be doing at that height, at that, you know, stature. And they're able to do it because they're superhuman. That's what makes them an athlete. And we're appreciative of watching it, but it sucks to be a paying fan. And then you are so excited to see Kyrie Irving playing against your team. And then boom, here he goes. Yes, he's already DNP, not, did not play. You know what I'm saying? Did not suit up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and we're not talking about some Kevin Durant situation. Kevin Durant, I, 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 I tell him, I'll tell you this: he will play. He plays. It's just unfortunate he's gotten hurt to the point where he misses. He has to miss games, and he's seven feet tall. Like a, a knee injury is a big deal for him. You know, so he has to be actually yeah. right to, so he could play. And a sprained knee at that, which is which takes some time to get to um, recover from. Exactly, so about like a month and a half. So when he's actually hurt, he's actually not playing. But when he's, you know, if he has a little bit of nagging injury here and there, or he's just not, if he's healthy, he's not playing every every fucking game he can, you know what I'm saying? Um, but uh, someone brought this to my attention. Um, we kind of could say that it's at the, <laughs> it started with Greg Popovich. He he was he was the, the, the main catalyst of the load management um, movement when he had his big three. You know, there was nights when Ginobili was unavailable, when they were getting older, Tim Duncan, same thing with Tony Parker, you know what I'm saying? But he had good replacement guys, and they were still competing and winning games. And that's the hugest difference, I want to say, because this NBA now, the way it's structured, some of these teams, like the team that you root for, the Lakers, they don't really, you, you lose LeBron for a night or a couple nights or even AD, a different looking it's a team that looks way different like thomas thomas bryant has taken a great advantage of the opportunities obviously with, with when, yeah, especially when well. on the court but he's not a, he's he's never been a starter and there's been reasons for that you know what i'm saying like it's not to this him but um it's just the reality of it like this this is i I don't know what's going to be of Kyrie. i like to hear the rumors i i don't really like him at in la like you said and for my reasons, it's for the PR, um, not because of him, but because of what it, what comes with it. Um, I know, you know, I know like the legendary Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he had some choice words on how he felt about Kyrie um, when he decided to not, you know, abide by what the league wanted for the vaccine situation, which, you know, that's, you know, it sucks that it came down to that, but. I know he didn't feel right about him. Magic Johnson has already said, go for it. He wants it to happen. <laughs> of course, Magic wants it to happen. Magic wants the Lakers to be relevant. Yeah, exactly. LeBron has already said, duh. Yeah, why wouldn't you want a guy like him? And I'm sure he'll put him back under his wing again um, to protect him. But it's like Kyrie needs to protect himself too. Like he can't, you know, if you're, depending on the market you go to, like if you went to, if you swung him to, you know, Dallas, he might be able to survive. 
without even if he said some crazy shit, he might be able to survive only because that market is not a, the biggest basketball market. It's big because of Cuban and Luca, but it's not big in the sense of like, you know, everything happens there. When you're talking about LA's, the New York's, the Boston's, the, um, you know, there's some other cities in the that are big. Uh, Chicago that are considered like big NBA markets, and you put a, a polarizing figure like he is in there. The media is bigger. They're more hungry for the the, the, more the eyeballs. yep more eyeballs. Um, your Twitter is going to be on. On, on somebody is already following your Twitter, and they got the they 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 have it so that anytime you tweet, they get notified. You know what I'm saying? So you you got to be careful with what you say. But I I I'm a believer of someone of people having the ability to speak their truth. But you you got to heed with caution and tread lightly because as much as people love to hear it, is as much as they hate to hear it too. Um, so he just needs to, if he, if he ends up getting traded, which I, well, I just read a report that Brooklyn is very much, um, uh, they're very much determined to get it done before the ninth or at the, uh, by the ninth, gonna, let him sit. actually sit him out until yeah. the, uh, trade deadline. Right. So it looks like they're really going to let that happen or make it happen. And I'm sure the Lakers will be the first call they make. Um, I heard the Clippers are now in the rumor mill with it. And that's kind of crazy to me if he goes to the Clips. Um, Miami's in that rumor mill as well. I've also seen New York. So is Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. I've seen the the Suns. And I've also seen um, the New York Knicks in that too. Yeah, I saw I saw it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever going to happen because that's kind of not something what Brooklyn wants to do is swing them to the neighbor across the street. I don't think they want to do that. Um I don't know if Kyrie wants to stay in the East Coast, but it looks like he's very much looking forward to playing with LeBron again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so it's, it's tough, man. I mean, I, I wonder how KD feels about this. I know we're not going to really hear from him on the on the situation because he's just like so nonchalant, but he can't <laughs> feel good about this. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that he is going to request another trade after the season's over. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna blow that team up because I don't think. KD, like, you know, it sucks for Ben Simmons. He, he acted two years ago, he was one of the elite players in the league. Like, literally. Like, we can't even debate about that. He was going to be, he could have been defensive player of the year. He was a starting all-star guard. It was a lot of good things about the kid. And suddenly he had the yips during the playoffs. And then it was, it came down all, it went downhill from there, having turmoil with his own all-star teammate. Like, it doesn't ever end well. Um, and he's still very young, but it doesn't look like he's his game does not click with how Durant and Kyrie play. And I don't think Durant. This, is, this is why I don't think that. Why is Brooklyn going to want to do the Lakers a solid and trade Kyrie for Russ? So they're going to have Russ and Ben Simmons on the same team with Claxton. <laughs> that that would be horrible <laughs> spacing, and KD would not be happy well, at all playing I, I, on the roster perspective like that. The 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 trade, the trade, the mock trade that I would believe that would happen, in which I kind of seen some talks of this early this year, was um, is that Charlotte been wanting Russ for a minute. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. He's he, is Russ still a Jordan athlete, or was he a Jordan athlete? Nah, he was Nike. He's Nike, but, but the deal ended. 
Yeah. Russell, oh, sorry. Russell sorry, Westbrook. Russ. I'm, I'm thinking, sorry, I'm thinking You're Kyrie. You're talking about Kyrie. Yeah, team Jordan. He's team Jordan, so Russ you know, Jordan. I think Michael would break the bank for him um, to, to be an ambassador of his franchise, build his franchise up um, with his stardom and whatnot. And he may need that again. He may need to be the man by himself, obviously with LaMelo there, but you know, he's a good, he might be a good mentor for LaMelo. Who knows? Um, but I've seen them being the third team involved and then, you know, swinging Terry Rozier possibly to Brooklyn and then them Brooklyn giving your Lakers, Kyrie, and probably another uh, serv- serviceable bench player, um, which would be in the favor of the Lakers. The trade is going to be in the favor of the Lakers. The Lakers, I think, have the leverage. You know what I'm saying? They, they're gonna, they will, they're more than willing to give up the picks, like you mentioned, that you don't think they should. Um, they're more than willing to get rid of Russ because it's, it's time is ticking at that point. Um, you know, and funny enough, Russ is in the conversation for six minutes a year. Like it's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Like yeah. it, it, it's, 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 you know, he's like three, four years removed from being an all star starter. Like it's, it's so crazy how. It just changes so fast. But um, I think the deal is going to get done. Lakers is a foregone conclusion. Like, we can't even, like, as much as you don't want it to happen. <laughs> You're going to happen in the offseason. But but I'm hearing that the Lakers are skeptical of giving a four-year deal. Like, most teams should be. They want to give them a two-year yeah. deal because that would because that, that would align itself with LeBron's contract. So they want they want to take that route where Kyrie's looking mm-hmm. to get you know four four uh, four years. But yeah, I wouldn't. I would if I was tough. if I was any team in the NBA, I would be very very cautious about swinging a four year deal to that guy. Um, for one, he never showed commitment. He's like the Aaron Rodgers of the NBA. Like he doesn't. He, every year is like you're not sure if he wants to play. Really, uh, they got their own like <laughs> ideas of whatever. He's you know. Once you tell, once you tell the world that, once you tell the the, the American country, the American people that the world is flat and the dinosaurs don't exist, they're ready to destroy you. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he's already done those two things. So um, he doesn't have a lot of fans, but he still does have a, a lot of fans. Like you know, he got voted in. You know what I'm saying? He must. They, they like him a lot too. He's arguably, arguably like the best attraction that basketball has. Like a wizard with a wizard with the basketball, mm-hmm. probably the best ball handler we've ever seen in the league in league history. Just so talented. But then, with that talent comes some baggage that a lot of teams will probably be reluctant to take on. Exactly, exactly. If this was like 15 years ago, we, they, those teams wouldn't give a goddamn. They were like, "Yeah, bring that guy in there, man." Like when Ron, when Ron Artest went yeah. to the Lakers, they didn't give a shit what he did. They don't care how hard he was elbowing. Uh, James Harden beside the head. They were like, bring that guy over here. Kobe needs that guy. They need a bully on this team. You feel me? They don't care. Back, yeah, back. and let's forget, Kyrie is basically, I think he's going to be 31 relatively soon this year. Yeah. So, you, what teams are not going to want to give a, a 31-year-old who has a history of injuries a four-year deal, especially being a point guard at that size, like typically you break down during that period in, in, your, in that stage in your career. Mm-hmm. So, I think he might have to get his Come to the grips that he's probably not going to get a four year deal that he wants. Yeah, I I think that's funny that. Oh, by the way, um, I th- I don't know if you saw the same thing. I think part of the reason why this all happened too was because 
I think the Nets gave him an ultimatum. Well, I think that they had a lot of like stipulations in his contract on the offer of the contract that I seen that he would get the X amount of money for like winning like, a championship. I believe that was in it. Like had like a certain checklist to get X amount of money, and he wasn't with that. Yeah, I think I think that. that of course, again, I can't blame him. Yeah, I don't blame him either. Like if they if they're making it hard for me to want to stay here, then why do I stay? Let me do y'all a favor and just yeah. say, hey, listen, I'm ready to get traded. Do it now, or else I'm sitting the rest of the year. I got the money. Mm-hmm. I don't. I got money. Like I don't need the, the, the. I need the paychecks, but I don't need it that bad for my. You know, for you know my dignity, my morals. You know what I'm saying? You know my integrity. You're not going to question put those things in question because you think you want to put these stipulations on me. But um, no, I get I get his reasons and. You know, I can see the Lakers being the first ones to make a big move. And then there's going to be a lot of trade movement this year. Because some teams that, that should be buyer, um, buyers are going to be sellers. And some teams like Utah are going to be doing a little bit of both. You know what I'm saying? They're going to keep some guys or probably add a couple of veterans to show that they kind of want to compete. And then also ship some guys away that have expiring contracts or just don't fit the mold of what they need to do with as a team. Um, and, or even like a, some, a team like Sacramento that now is competing, um, they might want to add some pieces. Same goes for New Orleans. They might get rid of some guys and add some pieces. You know, you know, Celtics may need a couple solidified bench guys to back up Robert Williams and Al Horford and, you know, the nights where Jalen Brown can't, are not available and, or the nights, obviously right now, Marcus Smart is out, um, you know, Pritchard is a good serviceable guard, but he's not, you know, in Boston, he's amazing because everybody loves their, they love the players so much like him and Grant. But when it comes down to it, when you are trying to win the the championship, you might need someone like they did back when they had the big three. Like you might need to pick up a, a veteran who could hold down the fort while you guys are resting. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's going to be interesting to see because the trade deadline came much faster than I thought. It's only on Thursday, so I'm sure um, I'll be re- I'll probably record something just after it or that same day to like update everybody on what the movements are. But I'm sure it's going to be kind of insane leading into the Super Bowl weekend and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting the week. Super Bowl trade deadline. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot. Because you're podcasting for Right, it's going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you gotta, yeah, I got to watch all these specials, read all these articles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Crazy. There's a lot that goes into it sometimes <laughs> that people don't know. Like, uh, I'm, I'm sure you do the same thing, but I, I watch I watch a lot of podcasts because I like to see, like, I like the visuals because um, uh, I like the reactions. It's more um, organic. Um, and I also do a lot of, I read a lot of articles and stuff like that, you know, keep myself brushed up. Mm-hmm. You change, when you change up your social media a little bit, you kind of see more sports in, in there than you do see all the nonsense people talk about every day. Um, but it's, there's, you do your little homework. Exactly. You got to do it to be on top. Facts. On top of your game. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, man, um, appreciate you for your time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Vincent himself from the Mr. Vincent podcast. Uh, Be sure to follow, subscribe, listen to his podcast, 
Tell them where you they can find you. All right, man. Yeah, Instagram and Twitter uh, at Mister Vincent Thirteen. Um, and yeah, the Mister Vincent podcast is available on uh, all the platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that. Um, I'll be probably put an episode out, uh, two episodes this week. One definitely will be on uh, the Super Bowl preview on that. So be on the lookout for that. Absolutely. And um, again, it's your boy, the Spain. Uh, yet another great episode. Uh, we'll find you'll find me on every platform as well. Share, listen, and subscribe. Even if you're not into any type of sports at all, share it to a friend. So be it. Matter of fact, just play the first like ten minutes. Find something that you or or, or skip through it and see if you can find something that you want to listen to. It's all good. We enjoy the support. But until next time, salute to everybody. Enjoy your weekend and stay warm out there. <laughs> Yes, sir, my guy. Appreciate you. Absolutely. This goes to all my hustlers, entertainers, and of course, athletes in the struggle. Y'all to make a little. Yo, 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 some get a little, some get none. Shit, I was part of the some get none.